It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Okay, uh, it's an interesting day here. I'm still boiling maple syrup. Ed Kelly is busy doing voice work for uh, video games and is all jammed up. And so I'm herding cats trying to get everybody on the show. And Ed said, hey, you know, if, 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 if you could give me the day off, it would help. And so, uh, and I thought... Who might I find? Seeing that you're not paying him. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. Well, he's, in other <laughs> words, he's getting paid. And uh, and so I called Spike, and and here he is. Spike, hi. Hey, brother. How are you? Good. Uh, so it's Bob and Zip with Spike O'Neill today, and uh, which is good because we have fewer people crashing into each other when we when we have just three of us. Yeah, it's, it's it's a no, no such thing as a seven-legged race. Those that, that's called a centipede, and it's you can't even find that video anymore. That's right, it's terrible. <laughs> so, uh, and and people have mentioned, and Zip just mentioned it a minute ago. You put a new heating system into your house, and it's right next to your microphone. Yeah, a new furnace. And I was going to say, I'm broadcasting you from the south face of El Capitan, Bob. <laughs> Part of my new uh, mission in life is to try to die once a day. <laughs> so, and, and it's okay. We put a noise gate on it. It's acceptable, but. Yeah, and, and I apologize. I wish I could figure out how to just throw the switch and turn the whole damn thing off. Hey, wait a minute. There's a thought. Is there a switch? Uh, could you turn it? How, how cold is it in Seattle right now? It's, it's a gorgeous spring day. You know, it's, it's, this has been the weirdest week. We had a beautiful sunshine, blue skies on saturday and then on sunday we had a mix of sleet hail rain mm. and and gust wind and gale force winds and then on monday it was gorgeous again and today's even prettier than yesterday so it's just nice. been a, a weird weird week but it's uh, pretty outside right now so i, I miss seattle gonna... weather a little bit because uh, people think it rains all the time what it does is it's just cloudy um yeah and... we, we're, we're geographically locked in between two mountain ranges so weather comes in off the pacific and gets caught between the easterly Cascade Mountain Range and gets comes in and stops and then gets stuck. The Olympics are to the west of Seattle and it just kind of sits on us and squats and that's why everything's green and clean. All the needles on the street are so so fresh. I mean, it's oh, by the way, it's like springtime. Oh, yeah, hold on, Spike. Before you do that, can I ask you? Can I ask a favor? Sure. You're you're starting with the topic I was going to start with. Um, would drug you, use? No. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> would you first just for this forty five minutes to an hour? Would you just go in and shut down your furnace? Because yes. I want to hear you clearly. Okay, Hank, bear with me. Uh, I have to. I have to put on a new uh, cape and uh, a, 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 I gotta, <laughs> I hammer say, a peg in the side of the mountain. Yeah, I got to tie a yeah. rope in. Yeah. I just lowered down all of our morning dumps to, to, a, to a sherpa waiting below. <laughs> so hold, I'll be right. I'll be right back. Okay. I mean, <laughs> his house isn't going to freeze in Seattle, especially. Oh man! If he just. And by the way, see the noise gate kicks in and you can't hear it. Yeah. But if he shuts it off, let's see what happens. Well, it's obviously forced hot air, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's what it and, sounds like. And his previous system, by the way, wasn't that bad. Uh, but then he had that thing where he almost burned it. You know he burned his house down as a kid. Yes, yes. I've been privy to that story a couple of times. Yeah. Pieces of the story. Yeah. And, yes. and it, this time it wasn't his fault. <clears throat> his furnace just uh, burned up and caught fire. But the insurance company put in a louder one, which is probably an upgrade. <laughs> probably. Okay. That's why I prefer the energy hogging electric heat that I use. It's silent. Oh. Except for a slight click. You and I'm sure that uh, Al Gore has electric heaters everywhere. Uh, we're lucky. 
liberal hypocrites. Oh, man. Anyway, by the way, I got a shot number one. Oh. Last night, which I wanted to talk a little bit about. And then I saw something on TV, which is the exact opposite of a government function not quite working up to snuff. And I'll explain that in a minute. Well, let's start, uh, as soon as Spike comes back, let's start with your shot. Because you were eligible for a long time, but Massachusetts, you know, Massachusetts, look, in New York, if you were related to a Cuomo, you would have got the shot right away. Oof, yeah. (laughs) That's a little ugly. And if you were a chick, uh, you would have got a kiss and an uncomfortable grope with it. I know. I what do you know. think? What do you think of him, by the way, Governor Cuomo? I thought. I, I thought my initial impression of him during the first of the COVID outbreak. I thought he was doing a pretty good job. I did too. Uh, he was then, good on television. You know, um, and he seemed earnest, and he strikes me as a public servant. I I think he's a dedicated public servant. I don't think you can not say that about him whether um, he's you know I, I, left the rails a couple of times that's still to be determined. any groves women without their consent but who doesn't well I know. besides you and me i i don't know anymore i just don't know i don't know who to believe or what to believe so uh, you know it's incumbent upon me to make my own judgment i wonder, I I wonder if spike's furnace is six miles away because he should be back by now um, so, so let me, t- <clears throat> while we're waiting for him, let me tell you what I, I, I went through the thing you went through. Cuomo, Cuomo was really good on TV at making it look like he was working hard. But at the same time, New York was a hot spot. New York actually was, you know, the, New York was our Wuhan in that it was coming in unchecked from Europe while we were blaming China. And... You know, Cuomo did a Cuomo put a good face on caring about the people. Yes, but having seen the show House of Cards on Netflix, have you seen that show? I've never seen it in its entirety uh, chronologically, but I've seen enough of it to know. Yes, okay. Yes, having seen that show, and now knowing what I know about Cuomo, and and by the way. I don't think Cuomo's broken any laws, but I also don't think he's an Al Franken, like a, a guy who was like, like Al Franken, I believe was a little uncouth. And if you're not uncouth as a comedian, you, you have no, you have no yeah, career. He should, yeah. he should be dealt a mulligan on that front should have alone. Been, should have been too late. Yeah. But, but Cuomo, um, is a power broker, um, bullying asshole. Of the oh, of hey, the Democrats, stop talking about me, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're going to get broken. to your needles in Seattle, but we're starting with with the Cuomo thing because obviously another accuser came out, and and Zip was saying that back during the pandemic first wave, he came across really great on TV. Would you agree, Spike? There was talk about dumping Biden from the tickets and and putting Cuomo in. Right, I he mean, lo- he looked like a million bucks. Yeah, and, and now. With what I know now, he's more like the dude on House of Cards. Mm. Uh, what's that? Frank that? Underwood. Yeah. Uh, and what's the actor? Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And I think he, he's more actually, like it's, both it's, of them, actually. Not only <laughs> shall, he who shall not be named. Is, yeah. Is the, is the, he's, he's like the, yeah. a he's like a hetero Kevin Spacey. 
Spoiler and, alert. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and, and so oh, here's the thing, man. Here's I like him older, you know, f- fifteen. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about here's the thing about uh, Cuomo. Um, has he broken any laws? Yeah. Like what? Um, <laughs> my God. Welcome to Old White Guys, everybody. This is uh, Bob Rivers, Zip, and Spike O'Neill. You're on old, this week's edition of Old White Guys. What's no, I wrong mean, with grabbing a woman. Yeah, but that, hold on. Um, that, that's, he he that's gives assault. the same kisses, according to his press releases, mm-hmm. to guys. And it's a touchy feely, sometimes Italian. Is he Italian? Are we back on Spacey or Cuomo? Cuomo. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Spacey um, broke laws. I, I'm pretty sure pedof- pedophilia it, still is. It's also illegal to um, make unwanted advances at someone of the same sex. But what's an unwanted said, advance? I mean, you have to define anything it. somebody doesn't want. It's pretty. It's right there in the description. Anything somebody doesn't want means everyone breaks the law because, like, well, everyone does something someone it, else it, doesn't want. Don't I they? call pe- I call people hun and and darling and stuff, and it's it literally it's from my grandmother. I I, right. I got that term of endearment and that. And know, could those... could people come out of the woodwork and say that that's harassment? Um, I actually had I actually had to deal with that once in a work environment. All right, I well, believe that. I do believe that. No kidding. No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can you do you want to say more, or should we form an investigative committee? <laughs> I'd like to be tried in the court of public opinion. Thank you. Yeah, it's down um, to the law. Yeah. You know, no, you know, I got, I got, I mean, Melissa doesn't even know this. So thank God she hates the sound of my voice and won't listen to the podcast. Perfect. Me, um, I have the same situation with yeah. my wife. She's <laughs> like, great? 30 years is enough. <laughs> so did um, it come yeah, as I, a shock to you? You think? I got, yeah. I got well, call, I mean, yes, did, I got a call. I got a call from human resources. Oh, wow. You know, and wow. it's like, you know, do you know blah? I'm like, of course. Well, you know, well, did, did you do this? I'm like, What? Did you know? Did you did you put your hand on the small of this woman's back while you spoke to her? I'm like, you know, probably in a room full of 35 people while talking to this person. Probably so. Yeah. Now let me stop you right there, because an assumption people would make is that you were flirting with and trying to score with that person, and that assumption would be right. For some people, but not others, right? That's a that's an excellent point. Yeah. And how it, well it, did you know, how well did you know this person? Um, because I think that would make a you know if it was it, a, it does, a co-host it does that you worked with right, ten right. years, it'd be. I mean, a different yeah, I've story. I've I've borrowed our female co-host bra during the middle of the show at different times in our in our track together. You know, yeah. Let me hold your yeah. bra for a minute, and it's that's not <laughs> harassment at all. I was trying to get a, I was trying to kill a blackbird. You know that kind of. Thing. Um, <laughs> But you, it's 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 funny. It's kind of like racism in, in that intent is everything. Right. I really believe that. You know. I mean, I in no way, shape, or form was trying to um, flirt or seduce or hit on this girl in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know. Do I know them well? It was. You know. We we done shots of tequila in the workplace. You know. At various points. As but, as liquor let's mention that in through. broadcasting, none of this was actually unusual two decades ago. We had, we had liquor yeah. sponsors come through with sampling and we would all you know do shots at two let me also afternoon. mention this is very common in mexico amongst all people and there's a donkey it's the greatest 
Um, sorry about the donkey joke. That never seems to work. I don't remember where I tried to whip that out. It would have been a works. joke if you'd given more detail. I didn't have enough to form a visual in my mind. From You're a lucky boy. Yeah. You're a very lucky boy. Anyway, so Cuomo, um, we've had enough of my dark history. Um, you know, it's he's in a position of power, which which also totally changes the dynamic of the situation. It's one thing to be lovey touchy old school European kiss him on both cheeks guy, but when you're the big cahoon in the office and you have the power to advance or stall or kill a career, it makes a difference. I agree. So, um, but here's the thing. We get to vote every, you know, four years of whether someone is worth reelecting. Yeah. And, uh, and in the meantime, what should be the process? Should it be uh, a process in court? Because you mentioned the court of public opinion. Or, or is it, and, and here's the other court, the court of social media pitchforks and torches. Yeah. And, and that's what we live in now. Pitchforks and, you know, virtual pitchforks and virtual torches. Facebook stonings. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so is that how we should decide stuff? Because then it becomes a matter of, can we brainwash enough people to create a big enough stink to take anybody down? And, you know, it encourages that that kind of button pushing always. And, and, and here's the deal about media. And we learned this uh, during the Trump presidency because media is down. I read somewhere 27 percent across the board. News ratings are down. Well, here's here's a relative point. When there are no traffic accidents, nobody slows down to look. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like there's. It's not like people aren't watching the news anymore. It's just every day so, was another what the hell. And and Cuomo, by the way, is like, dude, I watched what happened with Bill Clinton. I'm just going to say, hey, you know, sorry if I hurt anybody. And, you know, um, I'm going to ignore you. I'm letting you know I'm not stepping down. And they, and they keep, like, the most recent accuser. And by the way, I, I'm on the side of any woman who's uncomfortable and that she shouldn't have been made uncomfortable. Right. To- totally like I got look, I'm uh, but like, is there a is that the same as Harvey Weinstein? You know, and no, Harvey Weinstein whipped his junk out and, you know, did hand puppets. Yeah, and and raped I mean, you know, people, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, that so, was a piece of garbage. So and, and, and so far I'm. I'm I'm hearing that Cuomo was an asshole and a boor and, um, and you know, handsy. Uh, yeah, but be careful, careful um, minimalizing people's... I'm not minimal. Is that... Wait a minute. It, is it, that it, well, minimalizing it? When I say I, someone's an asshole, is that become just a term of endearment? Oh, he's an asshole. So what a cute little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, 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 a, it's a misdemeanor to felony relation. Between but is, there a, is a being an asshole a crime? I, I wouldn't be walking the streets. <laughs> that makes all of us was, nervous took, at some it, point I, in our lives. It was so right. hard not to just. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank God, no. Um, you know, it, it it it's weird. I mean, you know, we're, we're in. You, you called it. We're in such a, a. And I hate to use the cancel culture word because that's become such. Well, it's a brand name. Bullshit. Cancel culture is a brand yeah, name. It really is, and uh, I'm, I'm and, tired of hearing it. By the way, I, your favorite guy, Bill Maher. I've really mm-hmm. become a fan of his. Uh, because he's neither 
he's not liberal nor conservative. Of course, he leans uh, liberal. Yeah. But he's he, always painted himself a libertarian. And I like, I, I'm a libertarian kind of, but I'm not anything because I want to take each thing that happens and decide how I, as an individual, feel. I'm not a joiner. Because yeah. once you're a joiner, then you owe loyalty to Failty. a tribe, yeah. whether they're correct or not. Correct? Yeah. Mm. By the way, I want you to all gather around me and agree with me. <laughs> you know, it's the it, applause you know, light didn't come yeah, on. Yeah, Bob. You know that there's a big difference in boating. You're either a power boater or a sailboater, right? Oh, wow, I love that. Yeah, right. I mean, My favorite I, I mean, analogy are, so far of the day. Yes, right. And and if you're if you're floating around in the ocean because your boat sank, you don't give a shit what kind of boat pulls up. You get in. Mm. Okay. So, and I, and I use that analogy for politicians because when somebody worthwhile comes down the pipe and it's rare, I don't care what stripe they're wearing. I like, I like his, I like the cut of his jib to stay with the sailing analogies. It's very nice. You know, I mean, it's, we can't vote for the person anymore. It's well, we do though. We, we, it's totally called the personality now. Well, every, here you're getting to, as, as you start to come up with theories, it does all come down to everyone as an individual. And um, and we're not promoting individualism anymore, which is too bad because we're, I believe we're surrendering our power as individuals by aligning with tribes and then allowing them to brainwash us daily. And I don't care whether it's MSNBC or Fox. Um, and, and I don't think people realize when they're tuning into whatever their favorite, um, narrative is that they're volunteering for brainwashing. Uh, and, and, and the reason is because uh, first off to do your own research, you need to be retired like I am or unemployed unwillingly. Like you know, I am. Like, you, like yeah. Zip. Oh, sweet of you, sweet of you. <laughs> well, Zip is unemployed, but Spike is, yes. Uh, Zip, you don't have, and by the way, you tune in to, you tune in to your favorite narratives, don't you, Zip? Uh, yes, but I will say that I have not really, this is true, I've really not watched MSNBC since Trump left town, honestly, yeah. to and any degree. Yes. I, you know, I punch in, but. You're part of the 27% like who, who basically said, I have a life and I'm going to get back to it, and I'm no longer in a state of constant anxiety. Would you sit, would you agree with that? Right. And it irritates me when, if I am on Facebook to see the same people attempting to keep those flames burning, you know, of discontent and, you know, yeah. division, oh, yeah. you know, it, it irritates me now. Like, come on, get on with it. Let's just, you know, yeah. the kids, the kids Please. in cages, hip, hypocrisy army now. Well, no, let's not all, talk all about hypocrisy because when you talk about hypocrisy, you have to pick a side. Okay. That's fair. See how boring it is when we don't pick a side? <laughs> so, all right. I did a little experiment this morning, and this is going to come back to your uh, drugs in Seattle thing. Uh-huh. Before I knew we were going to talk, I, and I do this, I, I mostly read. I find TV to be way too uh, much like going to a hypnotist. And it's fine if I want to quit smoking. But when I turn on the TV, there are very subtle things happening that, uh, that for, and by the way, I don't think it's, it's not that the TV is trying to make me stay with a particular political party. 
because that's not the TV's mission, whether it's MSNBC or Fox. Their mission is to get me addicted to that channel. Would we all agree with that? That well, that seems a little too insidious. Uh, they're just competing to put content to stuff the commercials in between. Yes, I but they need an audience, right? Like, right. for example, the reason we're not getting paid is we don't, don't have, have an a, audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our audience is. I mean, I look. If we were a band and putting fourteen hundred people into a room twice a week, that'd be a huge audience. We could actually make a lot of money. But right. as far as podcasts go, we're like. We're um, a boutique. We're yeah, a microbrew. We're, we're a dried flower shop. <laughs> <laughs> that a good analogy? Yeah. Right. And by the <laughs> way, a certain type of woman, seven cats, you know, <laughs> they love us. Oh, right. But here's man. the thing. It's freeing because we don't have to pick a side. We don't have to come on and consistently say a certain thing every time. We get to examine and be open to anyone's input. And, you know, and we get to surprise you in, and be real, I, I hope. Mm, yeah. All right. So I, I turned on the TV this morning. So I said, well, I'm going to talk to uh, Zip today. Ed's, um, Ed's indisposed, and maybe we can get Spike on. And, and I knew that Spike always gravitates to politics because he loves the drama. And well, Zip, Zip guess, always mm. uh, does it too because he, he's when you get him when you get people anxious they get riled up and then they're entertaining. I am a bit of a rubbernecker. I am. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's human nature. We all want to know, and that's self. That's a self-defense mechanism of survival. Okay. You got to know where the trouble is. If something's rustling Ex the bushes, exactly. you want to know what it is. Right. So yeah. I turned on uh, 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 today. I went between Fox which is, of course is a brilliant uh, a brilliant broadcasting channel. I mean they know what they're doing. And um and really to get a balance to Fox you have to watch both MSNBC <laughs> and CNN. You need the second shot immediately. Right. Yeah, you really yeah. do. <laughs> so <laughs> so yes, the first shot will only protect you to a, a little yeah, bit. To, to a degree, yeah. It um, only takes about two or three minutes too. It, anytime you flip it on, okay. it's like wow, here wow, we go. Yeah, exactly. So with only a half hour on Fox, I wrote down all these things. And then with a half hour spent between MSNBC and CNN, I could only write down one thing. Which do you want to hear first? So are we guessing what the what the lead go-to story was on these two networks? Uh, is, that, is that what we're trying to guess? Um, if you try to do that, it won't work. But you can. Okay. Well, I guarantee you Fox is the crisis at the border. Okay. Is, and then is, what is do you guarantee that CNN and NBC are? Let's see if you the, get it right. The Floyd trial. Yeah, okay. I would say By the that, way, yeah. I, I have uh, I have only one thing to say to both of you guys. Are you ready? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Were we right? Absolutely predictable. Um, yeah. In fact, I wrote down Biden's border crisis because they named it. Oh yeah, of course. Oh Biden care. Uh, no, not Oh Biden care, but Biden's border <laughs> crisis. And then um, BBC, BBC for those of us in the know, yes. But but hold on, like a, a hit radio station like pop music mm -hmm. doesn't play one hit over and over again. Although it seems that way, they play the same ten songs over and over again. Right, that? right, right, right. So he, 
Biden's border crisis was the big font. That was like number one, American Pie, if we go way back in our life. More like my Sharona, I guess. Uh, here are the other, like, slogans. Kamala is hiding from the press. Oh, Jesus. It's a I double know. standard. <laughs> me and Zip. Yeah, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Could you hear the eye roll, people? Could you just hear it? <laughs> and here's the other one. There will be no fourth surge. Uh, and they had a medical, their medical expert on. Okay. Yeah. And they were the people who brought you 550,000 dead. <laughs> Hold on. There will be no fourth surge unless you define it as an increase in cases. So no fourth surge. And I'm like, wow. God damn, how do you twist yourself into that kind of a pretzel? But what know, right? the implication was, since we're vaccinating so fast, you know, grandma and grandpa, and especially our target audience, are not going to die as much. And sure, there'll be increases in death in young people, but at least they're free to not wear a mask. So uh, next was vaccine passports violate your privacy. Okay. And so does your driver's license. Start walking. (laughs) And by the way, to get on an airplane, you do need some kind of ID. Like you can't say, I'm not telling you who I am. I got seat 5C. That's all you need to know about me. (laughs) I (laughs) see. Anyway, vaccine passports. Straight vodka, keep them coming. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next story was about Seattle. And this was, I can't, and you're aware of this, Spike, because you're, you know, you're unemployed and this keeps your life exciting. They said something. All I heard was Seattle, and their guy said, it's a crisis at Seattle. There's drugs and needles everywhere. And I went, like the no fourth surge, uh, unless you define everywhere as very few places. My front yard, <laughs> your front yard. You know. So um, how far would you have to go to find drugs and needles, I guess, in Seattle? <sighs> well, if I was downtown, not very far. I mean, we've we've got a crisis in Seattle, and it's um, homelessness. It really is. You, Bob, you wouldn't recognize Seattle. You when you drive when you drive, and you have to be in the city. If you're in the city, there used to be homeless encampments. Now, literally, there are there are uh, how do you even describe these? Not even tents. No. There are in little little homeless encampments that are basically look like third world. Uh, yes, torn when, when we by in, a hurricane remnants. When we, in no, Haiti. when we yeah, remember when we were in Bangladesh? Yes, and with World Vision, and you would see people with tarp little hovels set up along the sides of the street on busy streets. That's what Seattle looks like in a lot of places. Right. Wow, there are literally you know shelters built from you know, from tarps and whatnot and tents if you can find one. And they're literally in every neighborhood in the city itself. As you drive north on I-5 from Seattle to, you know, Linwood or Everett, the bedroom communities north of Seattle, you'll see homeless encampments along the borders of the highway up against these sound barrier walls. Right. And by the way, uh, to quote quote your buddy Bill Maher, um, why does everything have to be either a liberal or a conservative story? Because... This story you agree with, but if you agree with yeah. it, you're kind of Republican-y because they blame this on it being a liberal thing. Liberals really? like this, but nobody you, likes it, right? You don't like well, it. It's funny. I would blame this on the um, Republican theory that you don't tax business. You know, you, you let business make insanely uh, 
ridiculous, right. you know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, okay. uh, so, obscene so, amounts of money. So, so let me, um, let me pause for just a second, Spike. You know, I love you. Mm-hmm. But Zip, do you see how he had to pick one side or the other? Well, you were pushing pretty hard. I had to, at least get, the, <laughs> I had to get the, I had to get the stone off my chest. Pardon how, me for lifting my arms. How about it's a humanitarian crisis and we should work together because oh, we no, both uh, agree that we would like to fix it. And the answer is probably not simple. It's probably not just raise taxes on it. You know, in other words, we have to pick the answer from, it's like a Chinese, bad Chinese restaurant. We had to pick from column A or column B. Yeah. Why well, that's, can't, that's fine. Yeah. Why can't uh, we work together to both, let's start with, we all care. But we all care does not serve our media oligarchs. Yeah, it does. It doesn't fire up the, the, the masses. Yeah, yes. true. I mean, I've got a solution for Seattle's problems. Amazon is everywhere in Seattle. You can't go five, two minutes. You can't go two minutes in Seattle without seeing an Amazon delivery vehicle drive by you. Right. I mean, it's because that's that they are the heartbeat of the city. Mm-hmm. Now, for every package, for every package that Amazon drops off, if they picked up one hypodermic needle off the street, <laughs> equal one to one, the city would be the city would be utopian. Right. So, uh, by the way, I only got through like six of these. Uh, actually, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, uh, I, I promised ten. Well, it's back to if if you've started with uh, crisis at the border, that should be number seven as well, right? That's when you do a good rotation of the. Hits. Oh, we did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> next is if you punish the, the next was about uh, raising taxes on the rich, mm-hmm. and uh, they call that punishing success. And if you punish success. You're going to punish the middle class. <laughs> Punishing success is always wrong. Well, zip, zip, would, let, uh, hold on. Yeah, go ahead, Zip. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. No, no, By no, the no, way, a lot of caffeine, zip, is, zip is a sailboat, so you have to stop your wind every once in a while and let him float. Go ahead, Zip. <laughs> I've been hanging on to this buoy for years. What are you, crazy? <laughs> Waiting for somebody to come by. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I don't have the answers. I The come together thing, the middle road, I'd love to see it happen. You could apply that to everything we're going through, couldn't yeah, we? Pretty much, yeah. And by the way, here's the thing about uh, Zip, uh, uh, Spike. He's honest, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's also, he does that one thing that <laughs> that almost nobody does, which is he admits when we don't know. Like, there's so many things, like, how long is five, how long is the antibody protection going to last? And they and and whatever channel you're on, they'll give you their theories, right? But if you ask Zip, he'll go, "Well, you know, we actually don't know." <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. "All right, well, we're done. Thank you. Uh, we have 29 more minutes to fill." <laughs> that but was the. I got to say, that was a refreshing thing that Biden said. I think he actually said that. He yeah. says, "If I don't know, I'm going to tell you." Right. You know. Okay. Okay. I can so deal with if that. you punish success, New headline: Biden doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that, and that's the thing doesn't know is so it's so often the right answer uh if you punish success you're going to punish the middle class so that's don't tax the rich basically uh that's been working since 1980 then right yeah. when reagan decided to stop uh, punishing the rich and the middle yeah. class thrived under reagan and since yeah right. so now this next thing <laughs> wasn't on fox news but i do I, actually let me go back to msnbc and cnn so I said, after that, and I wrote all those down in maybe 20 minutes, I was like, wow, 
I mean, they pushed so many buttons to reinforce my beliefs that liberal is bad. I mean, it was so brilliantly done. You mean, you mean Fox did? Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, if I only ate this, I'd be addicted to it. Really addicted to it. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I got to admire it. And then I said, well, let's be fair. Uh, let's go and give CNN and MSNBC equal time. Okay. And you correctly predicted, both of you, that their hot story would be the uh, Derek, how do you say it, Derek Chauvin trial, yeah. the police yeah. officer who knelt on George Floyd for nine minutes and change. 842, because I watch MSNBC. I know exactly. Actually, no, they changed it in court. Yeah, they they had a different angle video and they timed it. And it was nine minutes and 29 seconds, I believe. Oh my God, the whole, the the, the world is shaking. That was like like a headline yesterday. You must have been going on a job interview. Who, me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, let's not even go there because I'm, I am, I can smell the finish line from here, Bob. And that's a whole different story. We'll talk about that when we get a chance. Can can we go back real quick to the Fox thing? Sure. What do you think the dopamine is in, in those stories? Is it anger or, or crisis or? Uh, Um, it's a, that's a brilliant question, Zip. I, um, to get a tribal species to act, you have to create drama. I'll use the basic, the overall arching word is drama. And then drama has a whole bunch of children. It could be anger, fear. Um, what are some of the other ones, Spike? Empathy. Well, heartbreak. Empathy. empathy is empathy drama? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, you, you know, you, yeah. you 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 know, you buy in. So the I, old man in the sea, Hemingway, right? There's a guy it, in a boat. He's struggling. You empathize. You want him to, to make it. Oh, That's okay. Drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're rooting for somebody. I got. Yeah, it. yeah. Zip. Jealousy, greed. Oh yeah, yeah the seven dirty sins. Sloth, <laughs> gluttony, envy, <laughs> porn. Oh no, they dropped that one. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, uh, but uh, but of all of those things, really, empathy is the one. We need, you know, what the world needs now we, is more. Yes. yes. Yeah. Amen. Um, so I tune in to MSNBC and CNN, and they were both doing the exact same thing. They were just running the trial. Yeah, live feed from that. Right. You know, and, that, by the way, as we've been talking, I wanted to go and check my work. Um, and the Fox News website. Mm-hmm. The George Floyd trial is a smaller sub story, 17, 18 stories down the page. Yeah. Is you know, it really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you, the, the first mention of the, of the trial, watch the trial live. And it's like yeah. the, literally the one, two, three, it's got to be the 12th, 17th story down the page. Right. Because bigger, right between Alex Trebek's daughter right. <laughs> and Buttigieg <laughs> as the future president of America, which sure. is another fear story. Right. So we got Gay it. man could lead America. <laughs> Get your torches now. Where do I get your virtual torch torches, by? by the way? Get your Sean Hannity virtual torch. Yeah. Guaranteed for 3,000 3, lights. Uh, yeah, that's a good anyway, deal. Okay, you guys are good. If I pay with solid gold, it's an even better price than that. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hold on, Bob. I got to get the. Let me line up a couple rails of Fox News. Right. <laughs> get, get my day off to start here. 
Oh yeah, I could I could go the whole day angry now, Bob. Now who needs caffeine when you've got angst? Now Spike, but I and you're brilliant. Okay, you're brilliant in the way they're brilliant. But it's really easy to see the hypocrisy in the other side. Mm-hmm. But what about the hypocrisy on your side? Okay, let's take a look at that real quick. Oh no, no, I'm not seeing it, Bob. And that's human nature, folks. Well, a friend will tell you the truth for a yeah. future podcast. But I mean, a friend will tell you the truth, Bob. Where is my hypocrisy, please? As my friend. Well, I. I but here's the thing. I spent a half hour watching Fox News, mm-hmm. and so I don't know right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to go. Like, like I'm too clouded with hate. Like, also, like let me give you one example, uh, and, and a good way to go is to go to the Washington Post, um, which has turned into a brilliant uh, liberal newspaper. I would say the Washington Post <laughs> is almost as good at being liberal as Fox is as being at being conservative. So, for example, there's a there's a story I had to click on yesterday. That basically talks about a little kid who was watching TV with his parents. And um, he told his parents that he was going to go in his other room to play a video game or something. And the headline says, instead, he went to his father's gun safe. Now, would you click on that? Um, I don't know that I would. I I don't. Because why? Because bad news has a way of finding my attention without me having to go look for bad news. Right. In other words, wait a minute. How do you know it's bad news? Well, unless the the, the next sentence of the story is, young boy spends nine hours trying to pick lock of gun safe unsuccessfully. (laughs) You know? All right, I'm sorry. I don't think it's a mini series that's going to draw a lot of ratings on (laughs) on Netflix. Bingo. In other words, you know where it's going. Mm-hmm. before you even click on it. And that sums up media perfectly. Yeah. Uh, because it reinforces your opinion without you doing any research. Here's one. A teacher forgot to exit a Zoom call with a student. That's when her racist rant started. Yeah, yeah. Would that be on Fox or in the Washington Post? I don't. You don't even have to. Right? Ooh, that's a game show I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, man. Wow. Here's oh, one. Man. Biden's first slate of judicial nominees will quickly boost diversity in federal courts. Would that be on uh, Fox or Washington Post? That's Wapo. Yeah. Okay. Um, it said diversity, and not leftist leaning. You know. Radical leftist agenda. <laughs> so in other words, I can tell you which tribes news I'm watching just by the just by the meme headline. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's Woodlands, how you write a headline. Woodlands that's, yeah. Indian restaurant is without a home, but its vegetarian menu remains close to my heart. No way that's on Fox. Away, <laughs> Fox has a story. Woman says, "I like animals." Man says, "I work with animals." She goes, "Oh, are you a vegetarian?" "No, I'm a butcher." Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So you see what I'm saying? So because yes. I subject myself to all of this, it makes me just look at humanity and go, forgive me, I'm just going to blurt it out. I'm going off script. Okay. Impending doom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to go with we're fucked, but yeah, I, I like your flowery language. In, in other words, we're not, we're allowing ourselves to, people use the term echo chambers, they use the term narratives. Bubbles. Yeah. Um, the other night I was boiling a maple syrup and, you know, I had time because I'm sitting there bottling quarts of maple syrup and I've got to be doing it for two hours. And there's this scientist, and I've mentioned him on the podcast before, um, his name is Dr. John Campbell. He's in uh, North England. I uh, grew up in Scotland, a very notable professor, and has like 700 subscribers, 700,000, excuse me. Okay. Um, 700 will put him in our category. I was going to say, he's next to our flower shop. <laughs> he's got the silhouette studio next to the flower, yeah. dried flower shop. Anyway, yeah. he's, he's on this 90-minute... <laughs> Um, Thanks, Zip. That was great. I'm sorry. And sometimes I'm thinking and I miss your joke. That's okay. It's okay. He's on this 90-minute summary of all we know about COVID-19 with with another famous uh, doctor, educator in San Francisco and a moderator. And I said, wow, could I listen to 90 minutes uh, of education? And it was captivating yeah but it was also the average person if you say hey listen you know that meme is really funny uh, and i realize it took eight seconds to read it and say i agree with that Mm -hmm. but you should really spend 90 minutes hearing a summary of all the science that would take you days to read as summarized by scientists who themselves say they have nothing to do with politics and they only want to save lives And as I'm listening, and I'll just summarize one of the topics. One of the topics was uh, bad side effects from vaccines. And the scientists, by the way, if you take half of their sentence out of context, well, let me put it this way. Here's one thing he said. Anytime you introduce a foreign substance into your body, there is a potential for a side effect. But the uh, uh, numbers matter. And so the serious side effects in these vaccines, the numbers are so low compared to the risk of death. Right. That if you look at the numbers, and that's what we as scientists do, uh, we weigh the benefit versus the risk. And, uh, and and then they started literally listing numbers. And, and as they're listing the numbers, I'm thinking, oh, I'm in class and I should write this down because I can't really take it in fast enough. Could you just do a meme for me? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, and very few jokes during this whole thing, but at one point, Dr. John Campbell said, we're getting a serious reaction. and We've administered millions of these vaccines. I think we've crossed... Have we, is 30 million cases uh, and 80 million vaccines at least one dose in the United States so far? I think, it's, I think that's about right, yeah. yeah. And he says, uh, and we're keeping track um, of the vaccine in real life, and it appears there's a serious, uh, a serious reaction 
one out of every 100,000. Wow. And he said, um, you can count on the media to report the serious reactions much more than the effectiveness because the serious reactions, like you talked about stopping at a traffic accident, you, you don't like go, hey, stop and take a look. Eight million cars passed through this highway and no one had an accident. That guy let that pedestrian cross. Look at that. <laughs> Liberal leaning leftist piece of and, and And as an example, they talk about the AstraZeneca vaccine where, you know, two or three people had blood clots to the brain. Right. And they stopped the whole thing and the media went crazy on it. And then they compared that number to the number of people that just have that in the same number in the population. And the number of people who didn't take the vaccine, that symptom was more prevalent. So it ended wow. up being that the vaccine might even lower your chance <laughs> of the brain, but it didn't matter. And they talked you. about the people who, the anti-vaxxers who say, you know, uh, my kid had a vaccine and then developed autism. And they said, but if you compare the number of people with vaccines who have autism to the number of people without vaccines who have autism, there's no difference. And that's how scientists work. So anyway, at one point, the scientist in San Francisco, he basically said, if we held, you know, a vaccine clinic in a sports stadium and gave out 100,000 vaccines, we would have one serious reaction. He said, if we took the same sports stadium and gave out 1,000 peanuts, one in every 8,000 people would have a serious anaphylactic yeah. shock reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> it would be way, it would be 12 times worse if you ate a peanut. But no one will report. And, and by the way, he even went into uh, uh, penicillin. He said penicillin would be, uh, you know, every certain number of thousand people, not hundred thousand people. So the vaccines, it's like the safest, like you're in more danger maybe of being struck by lightning. I think the, uh, I heard the analogy was there's, uh, you're more likely to be attacked by a gang of roving armed Girl Scouts. <laughs> than, than have a bad reaction to the vaccine yeah. well, on, on an equation of, uh, yeah, but per, per 100,000. But here's the problem. We don't teach people critical thinking. We, it's <laughs> you just much, teach, yeah. we teach them critical and stop at that half yeah. of the equation. You're just be critical. It's much more profitable, especially for media, to divide people in two sides and let them fight while Jeff Bezos keeps making billions of dollars. And again, if his drivers just picked up one hypodermic needle for every package they dropped off, <laughs> what a wonderful I, world. That's all I got today. That's, you got plenty, man. Mm, By the I'm way, exhausted, for God's sake. Where are we at on our reality show of you um, tapping bad? Is that what we thought? Tapping on? bad. Oh, I love or bra that. Breaking sap. Which one was Which we Well, I know well we here's the thing. One. You know, I really thought this year that I should do some sort of, and, and I've, you've seen I've done a couple of Facebook videos. I, that's what made me think of it, yeah. Yeah, and the, and people love them, and, and and I try to be subtle, like, well, you can get it at BobRivers.blog. You know, each time I do that, if there's 30 or 40 orders come in. Well, you're, you're, may I make a critical note about your broadcast, that they just lack production value. 
Yes, they're terrible. You, you yeah. need, you need, and it may cost money to do that because all good production costs money. You need to get the rights to Anticipation by Carly Simon as the sap <laughs> comes dripping out of the tree. You know, that's really great. Uh, but I, and so I might do that next year. Um, I was actually uh, spoken to by one of the top marketing people at Leader Evaporator, and they've they've just realized. And when you think about maple syrup. I mean, it literally started. <laughs> How many with, times a day do I think about maple every syrup? every minute? Well, if you had a nickel for every time I thought about maple syrup, I could make the maple syrup channel just as informational as you know, just as exciting as CNN or MSNBC. It's by because watching get a bunch the of trial, white supremacists. Hold on, you get a bunch of white supremacists carrying torches. Jam won't replace us. Jam won't replace us. That's. It's all marketing, buddy. Uh, anyway, I might do it next sorry. year because um, there's really there should be a movie about maple syrup. People would find it fascinating. But no, uh, <laughs> I'm excited because I'm going out to boil tonight. It, and by the way, during all of that, I read, I listen to scientists. Like I do long form mm. stuff, and uh, it's very it's it's meditative. It's rewarding. Here's a question. Um, how much time do you think about your own existence as an individual trying to do your best and then versus how much time you think of, you know, your tribe, conservative or liberal or Yankees fan or Mariners fan or... U.S. Patriot or North American fan or everyone is beautiful in their own way. All of humanity, all men and women are created equal and whatever gender identity you are, you know, how much, how much attention should we give to our desire to be a good part of civilization as a whole or just taking care of our own family and not getting sucked into Stuff we can't control. Answer in a 10-second meme. Zip, you go first. <laughs> you know, I've come to the conclusion I would, if if I had any, you know, opportunity to do this, if I could laugh all day long and people just take things more lightly, I would be a happy camper. And if I contributed to that end of people just lightening up, I think that would, you know, I again... I would be satisfied. Yeah. And the know? sociopaths love you because they, you're not going to challenge them. <laughs> but I love it too because, ah, you're going to have a better life uh, than people just all dramatized. And people around you are going to have a better life just because of your leadership in that way. So uh, I think it's wonderful. Spike? Well, I, I can't, I don't know that I can give a fair answer because I've been going to school for the last almost to two full years now. This will be my eighth quarter. I'm about to start through online school. So I've been kind of forced to do self-improvement, if you will, to, to be self-enriching, which I think was the question you asked. How much time yes. do you spend yes. um, bettering yourself as opposed to defending or supporting your tribal viewpoint? Right. That's kind of, if I got the gist of your question. But I see you on Facebook, so I know that you eat I, I, the I condom, spend, cotton candy of a, drama yeah. and fighting with people. I do spend a disproportionate amount of time out there. You know, I, I am the jackass whisperer. <laughs> you know, I, I really think it's my job to one by one change the minds of every close-minded. Just so you know, you will never see Zip post something on Facebook uh, because he 
is uh, he's a he's a peeping Tom. He watches, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he doesn't. He don't comment, right? I prefer to listen most of the time. That's you know? smart. A sailboat. You know? yeah. yeah, I really do. No, yeah. but but Spike, I think you know you're a brand of your sense of humor and your the uh, ob- your observation on the absurdity of it all. I think is critical to like not taking it so seriously. Oh, if that makes any that. sense. No, it, it does. You know, um, you know, here's my I I tend to over engage on social media, but I and I and I say that when I about to I preface you know that with or i i got my my analogies jacked um i have become so much more scroll by in the last five six months than i used to be i used to have to feel like felt like i have to engage every point of view that just infuriated or embarrassed or you know broke my heart because you know I, i just don't i don't get mad at these people i get i feel sorry for these people and I know that's the most dismissive and insulting point of view. Oh my God, you feel that way? How sorry for you. How sad that you feel that way. You're such a fucking idiot. Oops. Um, Oops, you heard me. Sorry. You had empathy up until fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about no, my own I, family. So and yeah, that's yeah. when the F-bomb yeah, came I, out. Yeah, I, I, know, agree. I, I, I agree. I can't believe but people you're so, have this point of view. You're so brilliant in your sarcasm and your analogies. Uh, that likes it. I think you contribute to the world until you say "fucking idiot," um, right? And I never, I never, I never insult on social media. Mm. I will never. St- I, I don't. I will mm. counter argue. I will point by point debate. I always, I always run everything through a filter of civility, um, because when, first off, when somebody insults me, and then and, you know, or, or, or and somebody offers a counterpoint. Way, if this were Meet the Press, uh, the old Meet the Press with Tim Russert. Mm-hmm. I, you would answer that, and then I would run eight clips of you insulting people on Facebook. Just show you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the tape. Yeah, um, but it, I understand it, it undermines your it, un- yeah. it undermines your argument when you it make a per- when you make it personal. Brilliant, and you've brilliant. just given the high ground. So. I always spell check my answers too because if you misspell something, I don't care. I don't care if you cite twelve different sources yeah, and yeah, footnote yeah. your post. If you misspell yeah. something, you're a moron. That's true. It's true. Uh, I, I love it when they um, misspell insurrection or, you know, basic oh, yeah, yeah. things like that. So oh, yeah. um, increasingly as I get older, which I hate it when Zip or anybody else says that, I'm like, don't call attention to us getting older. But increasingly as I get older, I don't even think in terms of my lifetime. I think of humanity as a whole from, you know, Adam and Eve to Fred and Wilma to the first people that started some agriculture when we stopped being nomadic and settled down and started being warring tribes, uh, to the formation of our country, to the ideals that all men are created equal, to uh, we shall create no law restricting freedom of speech, uh, to to now, uh, to nuclear... And then I think about the future when I'm long gone. And, and by the way, you're part of this, Spike, because when you convinced me to come to Ireland uh, to, uh, you know, promote a whiskey. Yeah. Um, I, I had this weird feeling driving around Ireland because there's all these castles. Mm-hmm. They were 500 years old. There's nothing 500 years old in America, 
Unless you can find an arrowhead somewhere, because <laughs> we right. wiped out. We were the we were the illegal immigrants, by the way, that canceled the culture of the people who were here before us. But I I started to think when we were in Ireland that well, wow, five hundred years ago, what was it like to build this castle and live here? And then I went, what will it be like five hundred years from now? And where is all of this going? And and so I feel both powerful and powerless in that I can only influence and change the little bits surrounding me. I can't, you know, there's 7 billion people at the moment. As much as I can get all riled up, I can only do what I, what I can do. And okay. uh, my time here is brief, although don't take that as fatalistic. I hope there's a few decades left. But... Uh, is it every time, every bit of time I spend having my buttons pushed and being angry, I've come to believe is wasted time. And, yes. and so, uh, being funny, it's an enlightened, po- it's an enlightened point of view, man. Really you think? Okay, so, yeah. so here's why, and then why one reason I love both of you guys, if you can be funny, I think that's the best way to, it's one of the reasons I'm so proud of my son, Andrew, because if you make them laugh, you know, and by the way, sometimes when you're entertaining and there's one guy heckling you, mm-hmm. you make everybody else laugh by calling him a fucking idiot. That's just called collateral damage. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> cost of doing think, business. Yeah. I think the benefits outweigh the risks <laughs> scientifically. Um, yes, sir. But when you divide, like, for example, one of the criticisms of bigots is they'll take you know, people of a certain belief. And by the way, I, I think liberals are bigoted in that they hate, you know, 39% of people who are right-wingers. That's bigotry. Just like hating the 10% of our population that's gender different is a form of... I don't think bigotry is the same as racism. I think all racists are bigots. But I think bigotry is a bigger umbrella yeah. that covers any time we draw a meme-type conclusion about a huge group of people... Mm-hmm. without researching and having empathy. See how boring being real serious <laughs> is? I was, I was trying to give Zip a little air to, to speak there. I was, I'm, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'm biting my tongue every 32. He's know. a sailboat, so you got to give him a little wind. Zip. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think bigotry is the fuel that, that drives racism. If I could put you know broad stroke to it, everyone's. I mean, I was raised in Baltimore in this in the sixties, the late sixties, when the riots were, you know, they half the city burned to the ground right. in in nineteen sixty eight, and I was raised in a time where you just didn't go into some neighborhoods in seventy one, seventy two, three, you know, um, you just didn't go there because you couldn't get out safe. So I have natural bias and natural bigotry built mm. up. Mm. But we all do, though, don't, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I would think that we do it in, at some point in our subconscious, in our in our you know our evolution as individuals. But if I don't act on that with malice and don't look to to forward or you know worsen that 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 viewpoint, then I'm not a racist. Mm. At least mm. I hope. You know, I think I mentioned that Bob too, where I grew up. Uh, right next to Hartford, my town was really pretty evenly divided with, you know, Caucasian and black residents. Like the high school was half black. And I, I really think I grew up in a perfect situation, really, honestly. 
I'm not saying that I, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. it just wasn't that big uh, racial divide. Didn't seem to be that, what wasn't that apparent to me in high school? It really yeah. wasn't. Yeah. I was I was one of the first years of forced uh, desegregation busing in Baltimore. No oh, kidding! Wow, wow. I was so you got I was front row yeah, seat. I was taken from my all white elementary school and sent across town to a ninety seven percent black junior high, and the white kids in school would literally gather across the street from the school in the mornings, oh, and we wow. would all go wow, into yeah. school together as a group together. And it was you know it was it was a troubling time, but I'm I sure but I made. I made my, my, I made my first at black friends and I'm, I don't mean to, I was trying to catch it. Should I say African-American friends? Should I No, Because I don't, when I say my first black friends, I don't mean it in a pejorative. I don't mean it as an insult. You know, I met people that I still to this day would, would kill and hide a body for, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. that's how I, that's how I weigh friendship. How many bodies? Let me just take, let me just cut up that phrase and re-edit it. Um, <laughs> oh, <you know>. <laughs> kill, hide body, black people. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Anyway. uh, Once again, he deflates the wheel of discussion (laughs) (laughs) with a quick, swift. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you, uh, Spike, for filling in uh, for Ed today. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's always fun. No problem. I got a gig for Ed next week, too. I'm the one paying him to do other work so I can come in and sit with you guys for a whole (laughs) hour. It's a deal for me, man. And uh, and also a moment to thank the patrons who are making it possible to make a few twisted tunes here and there. I definitely want to do more. Um, we did the Cuomo should he stay or go. We'll play that today. We did the vaccination one. I think we'll do a double shot. Um, nice. But I, I think um, there's a couple of things we need to do. Oh, I did get a Patreon. Um, let's see if I can find it real quickly. I got a Patreon uh, letter from a guy asking us to do a topic. Um, and it's really great. But we won't have time today. If you're listening, dude, I'm going to get to it. Uh, it was really actually, a, 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 his name is Dustin Robbins. Hang on, let's see. Oh, I do have it. He's in, He wants to run for mayor in the town he lives in, in Virginia. Mm. And um, he's curious what we think of a haiku posted by the current, he's going to run against a guy. He's asking us for free campaign advice. <laughs> okay. First off, uh, my first answer is, Dustin, is uh, you should raise some money and then donate it to our podcast. And that's then we'll how, that's how it worked. Wing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, the mattress company or the cable company wanted us to do it. To- Actually, they didn't dictate the topics. But here we are for hire, right? Mm-hmm. Let's sure. See. Let's see what he says. Hang on. Ah, I hate this. Uh oh, there's a blog. He it's too much work. Um, and then he sent me another one. A real long Reddit letters. Okay, if you learned anything from this uh, from this thing, mm-hmm. send it in as short a form with as much <laughs> meme qualities as possible. <laughs> Let me view the message. Ah, oh, and then I gotta log in. Look. Could bite you sum size. up his platform? Yeah, yeah. you need to bite sum up his platform. His yeah, group, exactly. Right? His- anyway, we'll do him next time. But if you're okay. a if you're a Patreon, it's show at bobandzip.com for anything you want to ask us. And if you're not a Patreon, uh, the small subscription is eight bucks a month, which is really like a buck a podcast. Like if you gave that to your barista every time you got a cup of coffee, <laughs> you're a jackass, right? 
but we'll be grateful. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll use it to uh, to make twisted tunes. There's a song I really want to do, but I don't want to do it in the short form. I want to do it, and I don't want it to. You know, like I do this. I don't want it to be too partisan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a Thomas Dolby song. Science. Remember that Blinded one? Me with science. So, yeah. <laughs> Denying all the science. Yeah. <laughs> Denying all the science. They don't believe in science. Science. Oh, that's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if anybody has any ideas for lyrics on that, I would love to. I'd love to hear them. And we're falling uh, back on bigotry. <laughs> See, that's what I don't want. I, I mean, I want to talk about science. Science is fascinating. Science does not get enough leadership these days. It's funny how people will whip out an iPhone like. They'll whip out an iPhone and talk about how all science is fake news on a device that they can't even begin to understand. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Why don't you Google that there, Chief? <laughs> yeah. So, Bring up a few, a few published papers on the topic. And our lives are so controlled by algorithms. These algorithms know how to push our hot buttons and essentially, we're we're becoming pets of um, of these algorithms. They've hacked human behavior. They divide us into factions. That it's almost like we're sports teams that fight each other to keep us distracted from the big picture. My father was right about the idiot box. Get away from that idiot <laughs> box. Exactly. It used to be a television. And by the way, that's a good point because none of this is really new. It's just that, you know, we used to have a grenade and now we have nuclear weapons. And so we used to have a bulletin board at the grocery store. And now we have virtual pitchforks and torches that can stone someone on a global scale. By the way, Zip's point of view earlier, or his comment earlier about having a stoning on Facebook. Mm. I want that. I want that emoji, that emoticon. You know, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, crying, hugging, laughing, stone that son of a bitch. That'd be I, great. So we'd love All your right. ideas. Show at bobandzip.com is the email. Zip Zipfell, uh, thank you very much. Spike O'Neill, uh, great as always. We look forward to you every time. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you guys so you much. Visit. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Totally shut us down. A year of best kept isolation. Don't get close, don't come around. Keep six feet of separation. I'm Mike Kroger, so I'm told. If I don't get my inoculation. Rock didn't die, but I got old. Baby boomer generation. It's my generation. Let's stand baby. Let's all get stuck. Right away. Line up, get that vaccination. Don't buy what jerks on Facebook say. They end up on ventilation. It's not gonna cause no deformation. That's just all misinformation. So let's fast track that vaccination. Life or deadly situation. Generation. Let's fast vaccination, baby. Shut us down. Talk on Zoom and no vacation. But there's a 
new vaccine in town. Now it's time for liberation. It's real safe or so I'm told. Hope I don't get anaphylactic. Now I might get a chance to grow old. Young folks call it geriatric. Vaccination. Get your own vaccination, baby. My, 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 my vaccination. You've got to let me know Should Cuomo stay or should he go? If you say he should be fine Then he can grope you from behind Chuck Schumer says that he should go But Cuomo says no way, hell no He's such a sleaze, sleaze, sleaze Need that job so they just freeze He tries to get them in the sack Cause he's a nymphomaniac So is it time to let him know That he can pack his bags and go Should Cuomo stay or should he go now? Can he stay if he lays low now? Think there would be trouble All he wants to do is cuddle I really want to know Should Cuomo stay or should he go?